Naye Lupondwana on Facts of Faith. Good evening and welcome. You're listening to the one only hour we have to engage. And if you'd love to do so, join in. The program ends at 8 o'clock and we'll end with the bulletin at 8 o'clock with Gregory Hoes. So please start dialing 0891 Everybody's talking about Lend. Quite literally. Everybody's talking about Lend. Okay. Not everybody. That's a hyperbole. But to drive a point that... We have a great debate running through the country corridors about land. But this community of faith, whether you call it uh, believers in something, seems to be ignorant about this. We're passive about it. We're ignoring the issues right at our faces as people of faith. And I'm wondering, do we really know? Or are we just as apathetic as we are alleged and accused to be as people of faith whatever it is you believe in doesn't really matter and that's what we are asking you to talk to us about today what does your faith say about it and focusing today on the bible because many people tend to think that the bible is not as scathing as we hear political rhetoric being so that's our question for today what does the Bible say about the land? Issues pertaining to land, territory. Or are we... Is, is it silent, perhaps? Now, this is for you to think about your faith. If you're a Muslim, think about what your Quran says about it. If you're a Buddhist or a Jehovah's Witness or an Adventist, whatever you want to call yourself, consider what your scriptures say and when that time comes, will you know what to do, what to tell your children? Today we're asking about the Bible. What does the Bible say about the land since everybody's talking about it? So we'll have our guests to give us some insights about it. And would love, most importantly, would like to hear your take on it. 0891-104-207. 0891-104-207. Facts of Faith begins right now. The views you are about to hear in this broadcast are those of the speakers alone and not of Nayelu Pondwana or any associated organizations. All persons speaking in this transmission are to be held accountable for what they say and not be the host or this broadcasting establishment. I, Nayelu Pondwana, do not speak for any organization, grouping or section of our society. All guests and callers participating in this program do so out of their own free determination and are fully aware of the robust character of our broadcast. This extends to you, the listener. We urge you to exercise manifest caution in the consumption of this subject matter as content is consumed at the listener's considered motivation. Our subject matter alone bears the potential to destabilize one's intellectual equilibrium. So if you are excitable, profound caution is advised. You, the listener, reserve the right to be as discerning and prudent in the consumption of all our subject matter as you expect us to be. And so, use it responsibly.
Facts of Faith begins right now. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or of that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Facts of Faith begins right now. Sometimes hard work goes unnoticed. The late hours, the sacrifices and commitments that go by without a single well done. To you the entrepreneur, the job creator, to you who makes a meaningful contribution to society, your turn for recognition has come. Visit eoy.co.za and enter the 2018 Entrepreneur of the Year competition to stand a chance to win your share of 2 million rand in prizes. Proudly sponsored by Sunlam and Business Partners, entries closed 31 May 2018. Facts of Faith on SAFM. Let me introduce you to our guests for this evening. We do have in the studio, and we appreciate guests that come to the studio. We do have in our studio, Eastern Zinumwe. Yes. He's an evangelist who is a Hebrew Israelite. Um, uh, I Welcome. Welcome to the studio and welcome to the program. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. The group of people I really appreciate. First time I was very young, um, first time I met Hebrew Israelites brilliant theologians there bible scholars i appreciated meeting your people sir also we do have dr luke Mwejana. dr luke Mwejana is a theologian deputy ceo for theology at kwazulu nadal christian council good evening to you dr Mwejana, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us yes sir all right, and also we were scheduled to speak to Professor Clippies Kritzinger, who's a retired professor of theology at UNISA. Unfortunately, he will no longer be joining us, and we were hoping to have spoken to him also. But as I said, we will no longer be speaking to him. He is no longer joining us. But we continue with the guests that we have, because most importantly, we'd like you, South Africa, to speak on the matter. As people of faith, we'd like to hear what you think and what you know. And when you speak to us about those, please distinguish between your thoughts and what you actually know. Let's begin with you, Dr. Nguyenjana. What does the Bible say about land? Well, it may not necessarily sound like an atmosphere that uh, the land belongs to God and generations that occupy it should use it to the glory of the Almighty and the common good of contemporaries with consciousness of ensuring that progeny is not disadvantaged by their actions, attitudes, and behavior towards land access, use, and preservation, conservation, and care for the immediate and far future. The land is intrinsically connected to faith in God, fellowship with fellow humans, social justice. As we notice in the scriptures that Yahweh commands Joshua 
divide the land as an inheritance for Israel. Repeatedly in Joshua chapter 13 to chapter 19, the land given to the tribe is called inheritance. In Joshua 19, Josh, uh, Joshua, where? Hold on, hold on, Dr. Mwajana. The book of Joshua and the biblical... Dr. Mwajana, Dr. Mwajana. Dr. Mwajana is not listening. Um, he needs to speak to us and not at us. Um, we would like you to share those texts there, Dr. Mwajana, without you just going on. We have another guest in the studio, Eastern Zinumwe, who is an evangelist who is with the Hebrew Israelites. He the Hebrew Israelite himself. Um, from your perspective, yes. um, um, evangelist, what does the Bible say about land? I understand that my question is vague, but it will be abundantly clear in a short while. What does it say? Well, before I even start talking about land distribution, allocation to people and all that, we, we have to start right from the beginning, that is in Genesis. And what we find from Genesis is that land is intrinsically a part of a human being. When we see Eve as a refined Adam, and we see Adam as a refined dust. So you cannot separate land from man. If you remove land from him, you have removed an intrinsic part of him. That means he's subhuman. That's how Yahweh created it right from the beginning. And then we go on with mankind in, in the history, and when there, there is a flood, after the flood, the people start gathering again, and then they started to disperse. Now, in that dispersion, we see the tribes or the peoples being allocated lands. And then when, we, when, when one reads uh, uh, from, from the scriptures again, you, you hear Shaul, the one that is sometimes called Paul, Shaul makes it very clear in the scriptures that uh, Yahuwah is the one who is responsible for allocating land to people and giving them their various areas that they were going to live. Where does he say that? Right. Let, let me get you the verse uh, where Shaul is talking in the book of Acts, right, where, where, where Yahuwah himself has made it quite clear that uh, men is supposed to live in a defined area, in a defined space where? that they are allocated to. Okay, where in the okay. book of Acts? Sir? Right, let's turn with me uh, into, into the book of uh, All right. Acts. I want to invite Connors whilst um, um, the evangelist is, is, is paging through, uh, because this is very important. When we say what the Bible says, we're not talking about our interpretation uh, of what we're talking about. We're not referring to hermeneutics for now. We're strictly talking about exegesis, trying to get what the Bible says and how we interpret it will follow uh, later on in the program. And that's what I want you, South Africa, to stick to for now. What does your Bible say, Dr. Nguachana? Uh, are you able to share with us your texts that you are alleging? Say what you're saying. The text I've used are about seven chapters of Joshua 13 to Joshua 19. All the seven chapters. No, 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 Dotang Wachana, that does not help us. So we need something we are able to read that will back up what you're saying. We cannot expect us to read seven chapters in less than an hour. <laughs> That's the problem with the Bible. People like to read uh, verses and so on, and the whole pericope. So you're unable to quote for us, Dotang Wachana. You don't know okay, where you're going to find it there. You, Leviticus 25, verse 23. All right. Leviticus, are you able to read it, Dr. Nguyen? 
2533 says uh, the, the land is mine, says Yahweh. Okay. Leviticus 2523, you could also read Psalm 24, verse 1. The land is man, said Yahweh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but for me, reading verses against pericopies is the root of the distortion of the meaning of the whole pericope, of the whole teaching, of the whole doctrine. So, therefore, you don't believe in referring to the text? No, you can't just read one verse and neglect the whole discussion and make conclusions on one verse. It's not acceptable, in my case, to be selective in the interpretation of Scripture. So, therefore, you are unable to refer us to a text? No, I am... In that I have read the scriptures, the land shall not be sold permanently. That's the Lord. That's verse 23 of, of Leviticus 25. The land shall not be sold permanently. It means they, will, they, they should not be private ownership of land, that I own this land permanently. Right. For the land is mine. For right. so you are strangers, all of you, strangers and sojourners with me. So you cannot have private ownership of, of land, according to Leviticus 25, verse 23. The land shall not be sold uh, permanently. Leviticus 25, verse 23 says... 25, it's... verse 23. Okay. Read it for us kindly. Can you read it again? Yes, the verse that says, it shall not be sold. The, Lord, the land shall not be sold permanently, for the land is mine. For you are strangers and sojourners with me. All right. So that's what 25 uh, verse 4 says. Verse 23 says, yes. Or verse 23. All right. Yeah, verse 23. All right. Um, uh, Evangelist? So the whole notion of private ownership of land is unscriptural. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I was just going to go back to start from Genesis chapter 10 yeah. and uh, Genesis chapter 11. Mm-hmm. There we see the distribution of, of Noah's three sons and the lens that they have to cover. I, I, I'm not going to read all those verses. Anyone who wants can read those verses and they will see exactly where each son was, 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 was allocated land and where each uh, tribe lived then and we see right from the map that uh, all the people that that uh, that that that, uh, that, uh, that were coming from the tower of babel they occupied mostly from egypt right down right up to persia right and then they started going throughout right up to india and that whole landmass was covered by the black people who happened to be homites and the shemites they shared land in in that in that vicinity and Shaul, the one that I wanted to read, he, here he's saying that in, in Acts chapter uh, 17, verse 26, he says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. Right? Having ordained beforehand the times and the boundaries of their dwelling. So, the, so, Yahuwah, in his wisdom, has already ordained the boundaries 
of all men and where they are supposed to stay. Help me understand. You, yes. you, you have demarcated a land that is interspersed with water, big water, yes. spaces of water. Yes, yes. And, and I'm not quite sure what, what you mean when you're going to say yes. from this land right up until India, yes. there's oceans in between those. Yes. Are, you, are you referring to a time where there was one mass of land or you also the, including the, the ocean? This is after the flood. Right. Okay. When you look at uh, at the map right now, yeah. you look at obviously people used to cross the the, the waters. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. But what what was happening was the people were see, uh, started off at the Tower of Babel, which is modern day uh, Iraq. Yeah. Right. That's where they started from, and then they started dispersing. When you say started from, what are you referring to? After the flood, people got together. All right. So people. Right. So you believe Mount Ararat is yes. in is, is in Iraq? No, Mount Ararat. That's where they they landed. That's where the ark landed. That's the way the ark landed, and then they built a city. Yes. At at at, at, at a place which later on was to be it's Shina, okay. which later on is to be called Babel. Okay. So uh, hold on, hold on, walk with yes. me. So at at Mount Ararat they they landed. Yes. And did they? Is that? Mount Ararat, the same place that they built, or they moved or migrated no. to another place. Mount Ararat is in Turkey. Okay, right. so so they migrated from Turkey yes. to Iraq. Yes. Okay, and there in Iraq they built the, they built the, the Tower of Babel. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, and then from there, Yahweh had said to them earlier on, "You must scatter or disperse on the whole earth and overcome it and over so subdue it," but they said in their own minds, right? No, 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 no. They could not trust Yahuwah. They were afraid of another flood coming. And they started building the tower so that they could stay there together as, yeah. as, as, as a family. Yeah. And then that's when Yahuwah comes in and brings confusion of tongues. That's the story you find it in Genesis. And when there was that confusion of tongues, then they started to disperse. That, that's the building of the Tower of Babel. Yes. That we find in scriptures. Yes. Where these places are and their migration is not, however, in the Bible. It's there. It's just that the names have changed. That is my point. Mm. That when you say that they migrated from Ararat. Yes. To Iraq, a place now they then called Babel. Yes, uh, that is not that migration is not documented in Scripture, is it? It doesn't have to be documented. Because That's my point. I'm went, not suggesting that it yes. has to. I'm simply saying yes. what you're filling in, yes. the, the gaps you're filling in, yes. are not filled in filled in by the Bible. Yeah. All right. Yes. So you will share with us the source where you found all these gap fillers. All right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Right. Uh, from 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 our, from uh, did I read Acts chapter seventeen verse verse yes which says and and beforehand the times and the boundaries of their dwellings in other words the landmass was made by Yahweh for his people to dwell in and then I I can fast track because we are, the issue is about land yes. allocation yes right when I fast track I'll go back to the to what the good doctor said about the uh, the, the permanent sale of land yes. When, when you, which you read from, from, from the book of, books of Joshua, from chapter 13 to 23. There you have got the allocation of land. Okay. But before they could get to that, he read from Leviticus 25, verse 23. Yes. If you would like, maybe we could read from 23 again to 29. All right, read it. We will see Leviticus 23, 25 rather, 23 to 29. It reads thus. And the land is not to be sold beyond reclaim. In other words, you can't sell it forever. Right. 
the land is not to be sold beyond reclaim, for the land is mine, for you are sojourners and settlers with me, and provide for a redemption for the land in all the land of your possession. When your brother becomes poor and has sold some of his possession and his, and his redeemer, a close relative, comes to redeem it, then he shall redeem what is his brother's sold. And when the man has no one to redeem it, but he himself becomes able to redeem it, then let him count the years since it sell and retain the remainder of, to the man to whom he sold it, and he shall return to his possession. And if his hand has not found enough to give back to him, then what was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee. Which is 50 years. Which is the 50th year. All right, all right. I want to fast track right there. I want to open the lines 0891-10427. You'll see that I'm stepping a bit ahead of the, of the guests because we need to open the lines to everybody to join in the conversation. 0891-10427. 0891-10427. And let's go to Colin in Cape Town. Good evening, Colin. Good evening, Naya. Good Go evening, Naya, and good evening to your guest there. Go ahead, Naya. What, what, what I can't understand now, I'm listening to your, your guest there. He's talking about the, the ark, uh, not the ark, uh, yeah, uh, Noah's ark at, at land on Mount Ararat. Now, the, the three sons, according to him, uh, they, they were given land, they were sent separate ways. Each one was given land. Now, he, he also sp he talks about the tribes. Now, where did those tribes come from? As far as I know, uh, it was just Noah and his family. So they were the only ones who landed uh, on this earth after the flood. Okay. So I can't, uh, uh, I'm confused now when, when he said now uh, the three sons were given land and the tribes followed in the different directions. So where did those tribes come from, Naya? Got it. Thank Please you very much. Question, Appreciate it, Colin. He's got it. Uh, they'll respond to that. Appreciate your call, Colin. Uh, Dr. Nguachan? Yes, I have a problem with you guys reading verses and not reading chapters and pericopies. For example, let's go back to, to Acts 17. That text is about the unknown God, or the book of Acts is about the resurrection of Christ and the preaching of the gospel of Christ that rose from the dead. That's what the book is about. It's about the unknown God. These people who are said to be giving boundaries and so on, that necessarily mean that they will not intermarry, they will not migrate and immigrate, they will never ever go to other nations. So this is a limited understanding of the possibility of, of the migration and investment. But the point is, you must know this unknown God. And Paul says, it's, it's Christ. So this is not about racism or any of the for all of us in whom we live and move and have our being, as also some of our own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. All of us, all of us, same blood, all of us is offspring. So this death cannot be used and argued for boundaries of nations and states and so on. Dr. Nguachana, I'm going to ask you again to please speak with us so that we are able to engage. I'm trying to engage you, but you're not listening. 
so kindly bear with us. All right. C- can you hear me, Dr. Ngojan? Not only three. Has many sons and daughters. Dr. Ngojan? Not only three. Dr. Ngojan? All right. We are unable to speak. All right. Um, we, we appreciate what this is, Joey, but we still need to engage with Do Tang Wejan. Uh, needs to try and, and, and pay attention also to the side of the conversation. This is what I want to clarify about the problem that Dr. Tang has with us quoting verses. Um, this is uh, a rather uh, unfortunate in detour in our conversation because each and every time somebody says, Paul says, they are paraphrasing what Paul is saying. When somebody says Joshua said, they are paraphrasing. They are not reading the entire chapter or the whole series of chapters. Now, when we ask for the verbatim quotation, there's a problem. And yet throughout our discourse, you've been saying Paul says, Moses said, Joshua says, and, and it's a problem when I ask you to quote that verbatim. Let us not be disingenuous. While we can appreciate the context that is required when quoting, but we do need for you to quote it verbatim. Hope we can appreciate this point. All right. Right. Um, Let me try to respond to the brother from Cape Town. Uh, Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Yafat. And these three sons had their own children. Right. These are the people that we are talking about. We're not talking of, about other people that came from nowhere else. No, these are the people that started populating the earth. And when they gathered, when they were... It, 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 Perhaps how you could help, Colin, is how you can trace from Noah these tribes. Okay, let, 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 let's just do that. Yeah. Bereshit or Genesis chapter 10. And this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Yafet. And sons were born to them after the flood. And the sons of Yafet... Uh, Gorma, Magog, and Madai, and Yawan, and Tubal, and Meshach, and Tiras. And the sons of Gorma are Ashkenazi, and Rifat, and Togama. And the sons of Yawan, Elisha, and Tashishi, Kitim, and Dodanim. Then verse 5 says, From these, the coastal land peoples of the nations were separated into their lands. Everyone according to his language and according to their clans. Did you hear that? And into their nations. King James Version would actually say, from these, the Gentile nations were formed. This is the first place in the scripture where the Gentiles are actually mentioned. All right. Right. So these are not, not referring to the tribes of Judah. No, no, no. We have, we have not yet fast tracked yeah. to the tribes yeah. of Judah. We're just, we are, we are just to the various just, tribes. Yes. And then we see, okay. right, when we go back into history again, yeah. you will see that these right. people, they occupied land masses. All right. I'm hoping that McCollin um, um, has clarified there. Let's go to Cradock. Salek, am I reading that correctly? Salek? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, good evening, SAFM. Good evening, Naye. Good evening, Salek. Uh, my comment is this. I just want to ask, why this land, when was, uh, when people took it, they used the Samboko gun and everything to make them taking the land out of the people? So when we want the land, we are talking with the mouth. Why they don't just understand what they did is wrong and say, please forgive us, let us share the land. But they want us to do what so that they can... So we have to read all the Bibles or whatever to use. But when they took the land, they never did this. They just said, 
come out of the land, we take the land. So we, we are using the mouth. We are using politics. That means we are peaceful people. So why people they don't want to accept it? They are still complaining about this. What we must do so that they can accept? Who, who are you referring to? Hold on, Salek. Who, who are you saying does not accept? Whose land was taken and who doesn't want to accept they are wrong? Yeah, but this land belongs... When they came here, which people they got in this land? They got the black people and Christian people. So they took it. So now, why we have to, to talk too much about this land? Well, they know that they took it. And then they just give it back, finish. Why we fought for freedom? Freedom for what? We fought because of the land. We knew why we, why we fought for the, Saleh, for the freedom. Do you remember that on this program, or perhaps on this particular program, on a different program during the week, the headspace, we spoke to the Khoisan who feel that the uh, Guni and the Bantu migrants uh, came and took their land. These black no. people and the Khoisan uh, were not always cohabiting in this land that you're calling our land now. The Khoisan people are complaining that the Bantu migrants took their land. So perhaps Khoisan, we need to go back there. Khoisan, there is a secret there. We, 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 want, we will investigate that and we will find out. There is somebody who is behind them because the history is this. Do you have These any evidence of that allegation? They got a question, lady. They made the charge. Salek, Salek, hold on, hold on, hold on, Salek. Do you have evidence? Or are you just making accusations? Do you have any, any evidence for that? No, but, but, but where the okay. come from? All right. How about we wait up until we have evidence before we make accusatory statements on public radio? I'm going to move on. Uh, and, and, and then we will take a break shortly. But I'm going to take one more call and then we bring this conversation back to the guests. All right. Dr. Mwajan. Yes, please, man. I wanted to come in there. That anthropologically speaking, the whole of Africa was the land of the same people. So all of us are the same people, whether migrated or not. And secondly that the Khoisan people of Southern Africa, this kind of white-skinned African people, occupied the southeastern part of, of, uh, of, of Africa. And this African migration, according to anthropology, many, many years ago, settled in the whole of Southern Africa. It means from Zambia, all of those, Zambia, Denmark, Malawi, Zimbabwe, and all that. Far in, in, um, in 1812, the Catholic voyager discovered African long ago being part of Southern, uh, Southern Africa, not only South Africa, Southern Africa. And if you look at our languages, we speak the same language. Shona is like Venda, Venda like Pedi, uh, Pedi like Sutu Tuana, Sutu Tuana like Zulu. We are one people of one language and have occupied South Africa for a very, very, very long time. I don't when know, the 1652 event happened, Dr. Mwajan, before we get to 1652, we are also same people including people in all in the whole of Africa. Dr. Mwajan, before you go to 1652, um, I'm not quite sure if I understood you well. I think mm-hmm. I heard you saying we are all sand people. Yeah. 
But that's anthropologically false, Dr. Angwecha. Your colleagues have disputed that through and through, right from the cradle of mankind on this very radio station, who have had many of your colleagues who are professors who have disputed that. Yeah, if they, if I understand you, I don't dispute migration, but it's a migration of the same same people. And far, far long ago than the intrusion of the white, of the white settlers. That's what I'm arguing for. Okay. And the anthropology, archaeology, archaeology, uh, many other studies confirm you look for evidence. Which anthropologists? What archaeology are you referring to, Dr. Angwajan? So on to confirm that we also also dealing with steel, iron, long before the white came here. Tabazindi is one of the examples where African people were only dealing with steel and mining before the white people came on this land. I, I, I can appreciate the desire for oneness, Dr. Angwajan, but I'd like you to share with us evidence of what you're saying. Because many are times we've invited guests on this radio station to give us evidence and all the evidence that they have brought points to the contrary. So kind, be kind to us and share with us where, where do you get the anthropology that suggests that all of black people are sand people? Because thus yeah. far, San people are purely in the southern tip of Africa. Eastern Africans, um, West Africans, Central Africans, those, mm. those Bantus who came down from the Congo Basin, to, from the Great Lakes, those are not San people as far as these of your colleagues say. That's why I need you. Perhaps you have evidence to the contrary. Share it with us. Oh, well, fine. Um, I am confident of what I'm saying. Where do you it get it from, but African people are sent people. In, share uh, from I, the sources I, that I, I please have, share, uh, share, I share with us those sources, Doctor Wijan. Where, where well, what are they? Do you have a book or an author you can share with us? Do you have a report or a research or, or, or a journal that you can quote for us that we can go and source that can validate yeah, no, no, what no, you no. say? I, I think I can easily provide those resources. Please do, please do, because everybody's very yearning for that. No, I can provide those resources from my I'm, I'm waiting, Dr. Nguyen. Please share it with all us. Right. I'm come back from the break. Hopefully you will have gathered all those sources so that you can, we can write them down and source them for ourselves shortly after this. Oh, you're going to get me off the radio station. That's my booze money, baby. That's not my living. I thought that that's something you stood up and you were just like... I just... I that's the same reaction I got on my wedding night. The moment one person calls him, you all drowning. We're trying to portray this image of saying, we got it together. Mm. We don't have it together. I know I, you said, said don't mention money. 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 Leave money. No, no, I love money. These people are crazy. Catch all this and more on Real Talk with me, Anele, Mondays to Friday, now at 6 p.m. on ACBC3. WhatsApp voice notes 0614-104-107 Join the conversation 0891-104-207 Facts of Faith on SAFM you're listening to Facts of Faith. Um, we're taking your calls and your text messages. Allow me to read some text messages before we go to the evangelist right here in the studio. One text message reads, Hi, Naya, the Quran is very specific about the ownership of 
and belongings, inheritance and monetary values, etc., of an individual or individuals, and land as a valuable belonging was uh, usurped, I'm assuming that's supposed to be usurped, big time in South Africa, Sister MB uh, in Durban. Sister MB, you do not share that specific that you're suggesting is in the Quran. When you say it is very specific, where specifically are you referring to in the Quran is it specific so please kindly sister mb share with us where in your quran it says that it would help us because the point is not for us to preach to you or you preaching to us but all of us going to read for ourselves remember that's what we do on facts of faith going and sourcing those facts for ourselves another text reads the old testament bible is political history about tyrants trying to control land yahweh is a local god story the universe Universal God has other agendas. That one is not signed. It would be nice to share with us what exactly it is you are talking about. Because what you listen to Hebrews, to the Jews, and to the Gentiles who became part of the Christian community, they all believe in a universal God. Perhaps you have some information shared with us. Another text message reads, So in Matthew 5, 5, it says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth or land, quote, unquote. Please note, no race mentioned on this scripture. So when do the meek really inherit the earth? When the world ends? If indeed it will, or when the world off, can you scroll down, please? There you go. Uh, or when the world of other people is ended by killing them, just like it happened, Esandruan. Assuming when you say Esandruan, you're referring to the battle that happened here in South Africa, the battle of Esandruan. I'm hoping that's what you're referring to, or I'm assuming. It continues. Remember our forefathers before the battle were saying, Kuyo Pela Umshaba. Okay, I don't remember that part, but hey, if you say so. So it would seem by the look of the scripture and what our forefathers said then that the world did end for some of them as they were uh, mercilessly slaughtered. When, when does the earth end for people to inherit it? When people are slaughtered or when Jesus returns, it's Jack. In Alberton, assuming that's Alberton, A-L-B. Wow. Uh, evangelist, um, you've heard the callers. Uh, you've heard uh, Dr. Nguyenchana and the text messages. Your response. Okay. I just wanted to mention this before I respond to that. Because this is crucial. The point that I want to make is that when we read, when we were reading from Leviticus 25, we saw that land gets to be allocated to somebody, and that land is not to be sold; it belongs to Yahweh. But when you read 34 to 55, there is the role of the kinsman redeemer. In case you do not, you are not able to redeem your land, the kinsman must be able to redeem that land back to the family. This is the point: land cannot come out of the family. Never mind Yahweh owns the, family, the, the land, but once the land is allocated to a family, that land must remain in the hands of that so family. So effectively, it, is, it can be owned permanently, but not sold. It shouldn't be sold. Actually, you know, look at uh, Joshua chapter, the chapters that we just, just read, right? Yeah. right? The responsibility of Joshua was to allocate land. Yeah. And then the, all those tribes or the houses would be given those pieces of land. So the issue here is, is, is the transaction. The issue is not permanent ownership. So people can permanently own land. Yes. 
in fact people people are supposed to own land permanently okay because that is a family heritage okay which should not be taken away from the family so it belongs to people no longer to god no the people are given the land by yahweh okay yes he is overall the owner of the so land so when he gives the land it still belongs to him even though he's given yes, it to yes yes it still belongs to him but those to whom he has given no one has a right to so take it away from them stewardship exactly that, that's that, that's that's okay. that, that's the right word so it's a no form one of, owns that even families don't own it they are stewards they of are that stewards land. but that stewardship is permanent that's that's what that's one thing that we should <laughs> we should actually realize the stewardship okay. is permanent i want to go back to the callers go to johannesburg sabelo good evening sabelo good evening good evening uh, Naya. Go ahead, Sabelo. We're listening. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm well. Go ahead, Sabelo. We don't have much time. Okay. Uh, I think uh, the issue that we are having at hand now uh, is the issue of uh, equal or equal ownership or equal sharing of the land, which seeks to balance the livelihoods of our people in the country. I understand now uh, with this uh, topic that you have tonight, we need to trace back what the scriptures are saying about the ownership of land. But I think we are setting it too far. The common sense is we have in the latest steps uh, a very few percentage of our people owning vast amounts of land mm. and a very large percentage of our people staying in land that is an access not acceptable or conducive enough to be productive whenever they want to produce anything out of it. The only no, issue is not about who owns the land. The issue is how do we resolve this, the fact of sharing the land so we can both benefit out of it, as outlined out in the Freedom Charter. But do you understand that what is common to you is not common to those who are opposite your viewpoint? So common sense is a ridiculous exactly. claim because common sense is not common to everybody. Exactly. I okay, get you I, what, what, you, what you're talking about. And then we have now the learned doctor and uh, the <laughs> professor there in the studio uh, <laughs> trying to trace them what God says about the land. The fact okay, is I, the I, land I, will I, never I, go anywhere. Even if anybody leaves, the land is not going to go anywhere. True. Let's find ways to live together. We had a way of saying from our past, this is where we are now. This is how we're going to resolve our issues. We're going to live and share together. Why is it a problem now, uh, those promises that we made? All right. So what if now we have so already I, agreed? What if we agreed that we're going to sell land and then after we've sold land, we come to this now claim that it should not be sold? What do we say to those who bought it? It should not be sold in the first place. So but it if was it has sold. been diverted in the beginning, let's now reroute it and take it line. That's but what I'm saying. What about those that bought it? Those who exchanged for that land money or resources? What do you say to them? Tough luck, you have lost your money? Yes. Is that what you should say? We should say to them. I'm not saying that. Okay. I was trying to say I'm hearing you. Okay. All I'm trying to say is you have people who are living way beyond what they should be living. Okay. Unimaginable wealth. Okay. This is why there's a difference between the, the two societies of South Africa. Right. Where you have extremely people, extreme people who live in beyond the bread line and extreme people who live on bread they don't even need to see and eat. Yeah. 
Sometimes they even throw it away. I understand. Thank you very much, Savel. Appreciate your point and your sentiment there. Let's go to Malamulele. Gift, good evening. Good evening, sir. Yes, go ahead, Gift. Yeah, my comment, sir, I'm worried about this land issue. Because where I am now, I cannot mention the village. Uh, I have a problem of getting this, the, 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 the place where I'm staying and then you find this chief who's against me, he's saying that, yeah, you are not born with this house, I'm going to chase you away from me. And my, myself, I'm from Biani, Biani side. The village is called the Shkukwan, but I cannot mention the, the place where I'm staying here at the side of Malamlel, okay? I need you to make your point, Gift. Go ahead. Yeah, my point is that I'm worried because I was trying to get help even from the, you know, the, 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 the chief. Get inside my house and grab me by the throat when I try to open the case. And then you tell another story. I don't know what's wrong. Even my wife now is gone. I don't, I'm not longer having the wife because of him interrupting in the families of the people. This is yeah. In the houses. I don't know what's going on. Even a lot of people are having problems now about the other right. this leader. Um, gift? And then yeah, my, my problem, that's why I want to comment about this. this Hold issue. on, Gift. I, gift. Even say, I even say that nobody owns the land except God. God yeah. has given land to each and every person, even a small child, a born child, is, is having the right to live. Yeah. But I understand that the rules that says a particular person must own the land. In this way, there must be a control in the world, in our extent. If somebody was just living appositely, just myself, I just say myself, I own this place, I own, I own this place, I want to own all this place, there will be a fight. So I understand from the Bible, yeah. All right. Um, a gift. I while I understand your situation, your frustration. Um, we where we sit right now will not be able to help. And I can appreciate your comment when you say nobody owns the land. That sentiment I can appreciate. But as far as our country is concerned, land is owned either by the state or by private owners. There are no tracts of land that are not owned by anybody or that are owned, quote-unquote, by God. So in within the borders of the republic, all, land is owned by private owners or by the state. And so we need to go through one of those channels to access that land. We're going to take a break and come back and uh, take um, um, our guests to respond to these. And I do understand this is a very sensitive matter. So please understand how I'm trying to douse it down a bit. Stand by. Sometimes hard work goes unnoticed. The late hours, the sacrifices and commitments that go by without a single well done. To you, the entrepreneur, the job creator, to you who makes a meaningful contribution to society, your turn for recognition has come. Visit eoy.co.za and enter the 2018 Entrepreneur of the Year competition to stand a chance to win your share of 2 million rand in prizes. Proudly sponsored by Sunlam and Business Partners. Entries closed 31 May 2018. Naye Lupondwana on Facts of Faith. All right, Dr. Mujana, I need you to respond to the uh, callers that you've heard in the text messages, and then um, please be brief there. Yes, we yeah, yeah. before we, we close, I wanted to say a few things. I've got a, a document here that talks about this, the issue with you, we spoke about the same people being here before the Goonies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know to whom can I send this document. No, 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 Dr. It's, Dr. it's also a kind of part of the work that was then done by 
Professor Kumalo. But what I wanted to say before we end is that land was not allocated equally in the Bible. Land was allocated according to its agricultural value, according to its mineral value. So no one has an advantage of the agricultural or mineral value of land. Not, not like land was divided into equal parts of 12 families or 12 clans, but according to its agricultural and mineral value. That must be taken into consideration. We don't just want desert and say we, 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 we have land. All right, Dr. Mojan, just a clarification there. That document you're sharing with us now is useless to us because it don't say what you alleged initially. Unless you're suggesting it's going to say what you alleged initially. You're saying that document is going to tell us that the yeah, sun arrived it, here it, it, before it, 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 the Nguni. book that I've collated. Dr. Mojan, uh, Dr. Mojan, Dr. Mojan you yep. alleged that the sun... Ah, black people, all black people of Africa are the sand people. Let and me, that is what let, we were disputing. Me, let, let and that's why I said, please... We are not... We, we, just a quick look at that. It's not possible that all the people in Africa are sand. That that's defies the logic of our own very existence. You know, if you go to Kenya, there are people called the Nilotics. They are different from the Bantus in Kenya. When you look at the physical features of the of the Sani and the Bantus, it's totally different. So you can't say these people they are, they are in fact in fact the scriptures and the history is quite clear that the San are different from, from, from the Bantus and the Bantus have got a history of migrating into this continent. Right. The, the point that, that I really wanted to make, especially concerning... You mean late, they have a history of migrating to this part of the yes, continent? Yes, yes, it's, yes. It's quite clear. Yeah. We know that we, 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 we do not always belong here. That's when you why say here, you mean this part of this the part continent? Of, this part of the continent. That's why when, whenever there were problems with the Chaga and um, Zilikas, and Zilikas yeah. wants to go back to the north, something like that. Okay. And Lobengula wants to go further to the north again, and then yeah. he eventually dies in Zambia. Yeah. But the point that I want to make is land must be dealt with and the only way i believe how to do it is to go back to the plan in the scriptures that is the government has got a responsibility to allocate land to people especially the landless people right now having done that all people to whom land has been allocated they must own that land Government should not own the land, but the people must be the stewards to that land. I want to use your term, steward, because what what would happen if the government decides to take it uh, from you anytime, anyhow? So we want to go to the plan from the scripture. It helps us quite a lot to have equitable distribution of land, because the plan in the script in the scriptures is the wisdom of Yahweh, and that wisdom cannot fail. But as long as we are going to do things according to our own ways and our own reasoning, and according to the way we see things. We may not even succeed. All right. I want you to help us understand because there had been a big issue of injustice that had been perpetuated on some people. Yes. And by injustice, I mean the inequitable distribution of land. And to this point, as one of the guests was suggesting, of the callers was suggesting, that some people don't even have land right now. That, that's not an issue, actually, to, to really even continue, uh, you know, dithering about. The land must be equitably distributed to people. There are lots of people without land, and there are people with the tracts and the tracts of land, almost like half countries. And that is not acceptable. 
And that is not justice, even according to the scripture. But you see the very same situation happening as Dr. Mwachana was suggesting, that even the distribution of land at the time, yes. it was not equitable. It was. It was. He's, he's missing something. Yeah. You know, if you get a piece, a 10-acre piece of land yeah. that is very fertile, and someone gets uh, 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 20 acres of land that is not so fertile, that is equitable. I'll, I'll give you an example that everyone will know. The example of, of, of um, was it Abraham and, and his nephew, yes. uh, uh, Lot. Yes. It, we have a problem there where he said, Lot, pick whatever you want. And yes. Lot picked, as the scriptures suggest, yes. Yes. the most fertile, the best yes. side of yes. the land. Yes. And yet he was left with a side that was not so fertile. And it doesn't speak about the hectares of land there. Yeah, but but when you do we have any anywhere where we are told that Abraham was in, in problems because of the land that he was in? No. We're not talking about problems. We're yeah. talking about the inequitable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the problems that. that I'm talking about is, is production wise. Yeah. Did he did he ever was he ever in want? You, you're missing the point, Evangelist. The point is there are people today, yes. and most of those people that you've heard on the radio calling are suggesting that even today, let's, talk, let's translate it to South Africa. We find South Africans complain that they don't have arable land for that mm. land matter. The land that um, uh, African people have, they cannot build quite well because it's mud lands, water wastelands, and the land that has mines doesn't belong to black people except for the great nation there uh, we have problem here in our country that, now that's exactly what i'm what i'm saying maybe i'm failing to put it across to you well what i'm saying is yeah. the land must be redistributed equitably okay. so that those who did not have must have all right and now when when the professor when the doctor says uh, the, the land in terms of sizes was not uh, equitable that, that's not the point. The point is everybody got land. That, that's, that's what we are talking about. And perhaps when we meet again, we need to get to that nub now because we're just laying the ground right now. Because yes. right now we have great disparities in our country where there are people who have tracts and tracts that's and true. hectares of land and there are those who don't have even a square mile yes. uh, of land and that is the inequity that we're trying to address and hopefully the scriptures will guide there. So Tangwechana you get one minute to wrap. Dr. Tangwechana are you still there? Yes I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still here. Yes go ahead you have 30 seconds now to wrap. Go ahead sir. Just to wrap by saying, not land, the use of land must be done according to the justice of Yahweh. Means you don't just use land for your own benefit, but use land for the confirmation of the justice of Yahweh, that God is good in the way that you use land. That's it, not profit at all. All right, that I'm marks done. the end of our program. Thank you very much to you, Dr. Nguijana, theologian, deputy CEO for the theology for theology at Guazu Nadal Christian Council, and also to the evangelist in the studio who is a Hebrew Israelite, Eastern Zenumwe. We'll continue this conversation. We'll make a time again to get down to the issue of how then does this translate to our country today? We've heard what your scriptures say. 
What if I don't even believe in your God? Like the Palestinians, beg your pardon, the, the, the Canaanites did not believe in the Hebrew God who promised them their land. What then do we do then? It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the news and that's how we end our program. For me, Nayadu Pondwana and the team, have a wonderful day and Godspeed. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.